it's about showing up every day with a vision that's true to your heart and connecting with your heart is an incredibly important aspect people call it intuition other people call it the heart some people call it the truth but it's that thing that makes you come alive here where it feels wide open what's good everybody thank you for tuning in again two days with dom super pumped about this episode to share this conversation i had with my friend alejandro navia mejia hopefully i said that last part right alejandro my apologies but alejandro is an incredible guy that i met on instagram and i've been following for a while and had one of the best conversations i've had in a really long time with him uh, about a lot of cool stuff quick background on him he's an entrepreneur he's a leader student of life and a master life coach and helps high performers achieve freedom and fulfillment he's been in the rat race he was in the hustle culture he got kicked out of harvard for falsely being accused of plagiarism and just had some incredible incredible insight and he was very intuitive and it was the first time we had ever talked and i felt like i had known him for a really long time and it was just really incredible so he he actually quit his job two days before coronavirus hit and you know i'm not going to spend too much time on this because there's a lot of incredible content on here but we had some really great conversations on, you know, leaving jobs that are or other environments that are toxic, uh, you know, how he realized that he was a coach and he had been a coach for a while, but he didn't really know it. We talk about some really great books for self-development and self-realization, emotional intelligence, things like that, uh, making small, meaningful changes in our lives because we don't want to stay in these environments or these jobs where we feel intoxicated or that we're not wanted or that it's dragging us down because there are things in our daily life that sometimes work can take away from like you know being active eating right uh, getting enough sleep and these are all things that play a factor into you know achieving your goal and achieving happiness so we talk about also talk about the connection between the brain and the heart and you know how that works and just you know the overall benefit of taking care of both your brain and your heart and that'll help take care of your body as well so without further ado oh and also the main the really the best thing we talked about not the best thing but one of the most important things we talked about was finding your what and then finding your why because each of us as humans have them i'm still looking for mine he's found his and i can't wait for him to share his with you and for you guys to go find that for yourselves so without further ado here's my friend alejandro okay here we go alejandro great to have you on my man hey thanks tom thanks for having me my man of course, absolutely. It's really good to talk to you. Uh, I actually don't even remember how I got connected with you or how I stole a lot of your stuff, but I, I just kept, it just kept popping up, kept popping up, and I was, you know, just kept liking it, kept commenting on it, and I was like, you know what, this guy really, he, you know, I, I can, I can relate with him, or I can see, you know, a lot of the stuff he's talking about. I, I, I'm interested in that, so just really enjoyed, you know, kind of delving deeper into what you're all about, man. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Thanks for the love and support, man. Absolutely. 
Dude, I think it's just like, this is, <clears throat> I think this is just a beautiful time to be alive in terms of meeting new people, connecting, like uh, the internet has just become such a powerful, powerful tool for networking where before it was like, oh yeah, you can network on the internet. But one of the things that COVID did, is like, that's the only place you can network now. Right. And I think quote unquote sliding into DMs or is now like incredibly normalized. Like it's cool. Like I'm having some amazing conversations and one of them being with you. So I appreciate that, man. Funny you say that. Yeah. Sliding in, sliding into DMs used to be, you know, late night trying to hit up a girl or hit up a guy or something. And now it's like, yo, yeah, I slid into their DMs, but completely professional. It's so weird how that shifted. <laughs> it evolves, you know, it's, that's the beautiful part of it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So, what have you been? What have you been up to recently? What's been going on in your uh, in your realm of the world? Yeah, man, a lot, a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, for me, I've been launching my coaching business. Um, I was, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I coach high performers on personal freedom and fulfillment, um, specifically around the areas of consciousness and embodiment of emotions and being able to. Uh, understand what's driving you beyond the elusiveness of success. And it's been an incredible journey for me. Uh, before that, um, I'm a burnt out entrepreneur. You know, I've had my successes here and there, but my last one really burnt me out. Uh, we were, I was building a stealth AI company. I was, it was literally the dream job, right? Employee number one, a lot of money in the bank, amazing advisors, investors, great teams. Uh, but then I hit a, I hit a wall, man just crashed and burned. And um, I let go a lot of my practices, like, I'm incredibly spiritual. So meditation, prayer, journaling, working out, exercising, dieting, and sleep, everything out went out the window. Just like, and I just focused 100,000% on this startup. And that, that led me to a beautiful epiphany, man, that in the burnout, I quit my job and two days later, COVID happens. I don't have anything lined up, but I knew I needed to get back into my, into my heart. Wow. Uh, so you, you just threw everything out the window, like completely. It takes a lot of self-awareness to do that kind of thing though, because so you saw that it was interfering with these things that mean a lot to you that are helping you become more successful, more, spiritual more just kind of at peace and have a peace of mind and so you just saw that it you saw that it just coming like walls just crushing in on you that's interesting dude that's excellent i couldn't have said it any better um but those walls instead of being this outside pressure ended up being this kind of like this virus that was just overtaking me internally um not covid though no COVID, not okay, COVID. Good. Yeah, 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 just to <laughs> clarify. Thanks for that clarification, Dom. And I don't know if any of your listeners ever view yourself, have ever started doubting yourself or overanalyzing, overthinking, you know, self-medicating, Netflix binges, you know, rolling up the joint here and there, like, like pounding a few beers and calling it, oh, a nightcap, you know, or, you know, three whiskeys in one night with three whiskeys in the next night, right? Whatever it is, your, your vice of choice. But that's real, man. Mm. 
that's a very real circumstance and we so, normalize that mm-hmm. as a society we normalize oh yeah it's just a, it's just a nightcap or it's just a joint but i was wondering what was deeper than that and for me it was overthinking and overanalyzing mm-hmm. i like i got into my head and you know tony robbins has this wonderful quote that i love and he says if you're in your head you're dead i love that right i love that and i was overthinking and i was i was outperforming and the elements of the the startup that i was in was were very toxic for me the environment was very toxic but you know as a high performer we don't quit right right we don't give up we persevere we like the last the last words in our dictionary in our vocabulary ever it's like i quit right we'd rather be dead than quit <laughs> yeah and i was providing a different angle putting together new strategies new implementations new initiatives i was bringing trying to bring in clients closing money just to, like hiring people I was just like doing everything to get the attention mm-hmm. of the ceo because the ceo and i worked very close together right. but nothing was working and i then i immediately began looking inward so i said okay it's not anything external so is it me yeah could there be something wrong with me I'm doing everything in my power and nothing's coming through. Like, is it me? And then the night terror started happening, you know, like the night sweats, the nightmares, um, like just at the office, looking over your shoulder, like, you know, like, how come I'm not in that meeting, dude? Like I, everybody's in that meeting except for me. What are they, what are they not telling me? Right. And so I was just went into this rabbit hole that, my wife at the time, when she was my fiance, she was just like, honey, it's not you. Trust me, it's not you. And I'm like, but how, why? No, it can't be. And this thing consumed my whole world. And finally, I was at my, in my honeymoon. I had just gotten married. I was on my honeymoon. And on the third night, I just remember having night sweats, night terrors. And this voice, not my voice, you know, when you can tell when it's your internal voice or when it's an external voice. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Came to me and he was like, yo, this must end. Kill this. And at first I was like, kill me? You know, like I woke up sweating. I was like, yo, I spoke to my wife. And I was like, baby, like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, I'm really sorry. Mind you, we're in the middle of the jungle in Colombia, right? Like... (laughs) Like at, at our honeymoon in like a small like bedroom in a like wow. boutique hotel, like not a suite, nothing like just literally like maybe the the room was maybe like eight feet wide by like 12 feet. Right. Yeah. So it was like it was a very intimate yeah. space. And so just to kind of paint the picture for you guys and, you know, she helped me. She held me and she supported me. And I, I knew at that moment that this wasn't OK, that my greatest moment of joy was being riddled by anxiety, overthinking and overanalyzing. And I was crawling through some dark shit, Mm. like just some dark shit. And so finally I came back and told the CEO like, Hey dude, thank you, but I'm not happy. Appreciate you. I'll see you later. This is my resignation effective immediately. And he was like, where are you going? I was like, nowhere. (laughs) I just, I just need to spend some time getting back, get to know who I am now. Yeah. Right. Like, I know who I'm not, and this right. is not it. Right. Huh. And in those moments, it was just so beautiful. After I had that conversation, I, I went to the bathroom. You know, I'm, I'm, 
I firmly believe in stoic philosophy to really, you know, don't let your enemies show you, you know, your emotions, that type of thing, right? And like, and I went to the bathroom and I started crying. Crying tears of joy for the first time. I think like for the first time in six wow. years, I'm crying. You know? Yeah. Just... And Dom, I don't know, have you ever had a moment where you just felt this peace? Like, yes. Like that, like, it's a rare thing but yeah i i do i i've had a few of those i think a couple times in my life and it is really something like just no matter your mind slows down your heart stop your heart just starts beating slow it's just just peacefulness i know exactly what you mean i know exactly what you mean yeah yeah so i was there that you, you described it beautifully <laughs> I was there, mm -hmm. you know, wiped my tears, washed my face, came back, boom, with a pep in my step. <laughs> you know, like, hey. Yeah. Not knowing that, like, literally I would go home that evening and two days later, the governor and the mayor of New York shut down the city. And this whole COVID thing starts happening. And then I was like, for some reason, I was like, this is exactly what I need. Hmm. And the entrepreneurs in us, the entrepreneur in me is always ideating, you know, we got to make sure, got to stay hustling, got to keep going, got to keep doing, like, what can I build? And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's a, there's an opportunity in the media space for a, a, a media company that is delivering truthful, honest commentary that isn't cited or crazy shit. And I was like, oh, let me start a podcast. Let me start a media company. Um, I wanted to turn my my dog into a stoic uh, book for kids, right? Yeah. So like that's a, that, that idea is still going to do at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just wanting to do, to do, to do. And I was hosting Zooms for people who were kind of coming into shock. And I wanted to host and mm -hmm. I wanted to curate because community is an important part of me, Dom. Like I yeah. love, like uh, hospitality is in my blood, you know, and like I, I care about people. I'm with you, man. And then around mid-April, I started smoking like five joints a day. Whew. Right, like breakfast. Were you a smoker before that? I, I've experimented. I dabbled, yeah. you know, but this time I was like, you know what? Let me take the edge off, right? right? You, you smoke one and you're like, hey, I got this. Like, yeah. like I'm a function. Yeah, I can function, dude. I can. Sure. Um, and for about, I want to say 10 days, I was doing five joints a day breakfast, lunch, dinner, but it's functioning, dude. Like yeah. not, not like in, not on my couch, not like yeah. smoke a joint, hit the gym, work yeah, yeah, out, yeah. like get it, crush it, you know, get, take on that meeting, take on that email. Let's crush it. Let's IDA. Boom. Right. Right. And then I had this dream, man. I still remember it. I think it was like April, April 21st, or April 22nd. I had this dream and God comes to me, man, in my dream. And it's, you know, that moment right before you're about to wake up, Yes. Like, right. you, you, yes. like you're not opening your eyes yet, but you're still asleep, but you're like, okay, I'm, I'm about to wake up. Right. It's a weird state. Weird. Yeah. Like, it's like you could go either way. You're like, all right, I can, I can get up here or I can, go, you know, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And brother, like this voice came from my heart. It wasn't even up here. It was here. And it's like, hey, Alejandro, you're, you're going to have to feel this pain. 
What Why pain you, is that? Of acceptance, of forgiveness. Okay. Of non-judgment, of compassion, of letting go. You have to feel this pain. No one's asking you to do anything right now. Literally, the world is shut down, dude. You have to do nothing. You have to feel this pain. Because at some point in your life, if you don't feel it today, you're going to feel it when you're 40, 50, 60. But I'm asking you to feel it now. So stop numbing the pain. And I woke up and I was like, yeah. You know, when you have that, 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 that little moment of epiphany, that's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So I'm, I'm showering in the shower. I'm just like making sense of this all. I'm like, okay, what was that? Okay, cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I get out of the shower and my wife is in the middle of our loft and she has this face that, that we need to talk face. You know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and she looks at me and she's like, hey, honey, look, I love you. And I know you're going through a lot. I just also want you to know that the smoking is becoming a problem. Hmm. Like, I don't know if you see it. I don't know if you don't, but I, I want to make sure that I've, I'm giving you this conversation, not because I don't approve of you smoking, but because it's getting excessive and actually becoming a problem. Hmm. And when you have that dream, and literally maybe an hour later, your wife comes to you and says, hey, this is becoming a problem. You have to pay attention to the signs. Yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> you know? Gosh. And so at that moment, I just started going into prayer, man. Hmm. Um, you know, I, just for context, man, when I, when I speak about God and prayer and things of this nature, and, and I mean it in a non-denominational way, hmm. like I, I speak it of as a higher order, higher power, just something bigger than ourselves. Some people call him grace. Others call him Buddha, others, Krishna, whatever, whatever flavor you want, whatever shows up at your front door, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Most people call it the universe, Mm. right. In this, in our day and age and consciousness. And so I started sitting down in prayer and started asking for strength started asking for strength in this book, um, The Way of the Warrior. Highly recommended by McManus. Um, I'll send you the link so you can probably put it on the notes. Sweet. Highly recommended, man. This, and in this book, there was, a, there was a moment where there's a line that says, don't pray for things to be easier. Pray for more strength. Hmm. And I was like, huh. Right. Because a lot of times we ask for things to be lighter or to think, but we never ask to be stronger or right. more in tune or more clarity. So I started literally every day, mm. for 15 minutes in my meditation, I would just say, make me stronger, make me clear, make me stronger, make me clear, make me stronger, make me clear. Mm. And I would feel the anxieties, man. Yeah. I would feel the judgment. The replaying the the scenario. Oh, what if I did this? Or what? And at that time, you, like you know, the the right. rewind and like watching the tape, like just that made me think of that old saying. You know, you teach, you you give a man a fish, he he's full for a day. You teach a man to fish, or yeah, yeah, you teach and you teach a man to fish. You know, he's full for the rest of his life. That's kind of this. That's what made me think of right there is 
you know, all right, you make something easier for one day. What happens the next day when another challenge comes, you know, you need that skill and that mindset, those resources, those people, whatever it may be that become your strength. So I completely hear you, man. Yeah, bro. That's a, you're, in, you're incredibly intuitive, bro. Like I, I love that. About <laughs> a great, great conversationalist as well. Thank you. As are you, man. I'm really enjoying this so far. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and dude, I, I just started reflecting on like the past 11 years of my professional life. You know, I got kicked out of Harvard um, and like accused of plagiarism. I didn't have the resources to kind of fight it. My parents were going through a divorce. So I took that as a blessing. And then I had launched a digital media company when I was an undergrad, which was freaking awesome. And then I went into the hospitality industry being, being one of the most successful failures. I came to New York city to, with that job. I think I only had like $400 in my pocket, like a story in the books, like, right. Yeah. Just like on the bolt bus, like the, oh my God. Dude, I hit up, I, I had uh, actually mega bus. Cause it was the 99 cent mega bus. I've been on mega bus. Yes. I yes love mega bus. Dude, <laughs> you know, they have the 99 cent ticket. Yes. Yes. I logged in at the moment, at the right moment they had a 99, nine cent ticket and i swooped it up i was like okay that's I'm, dope yeah i'm going to new york love um, mega bus <laughs> i had one one large box one medium box and a backpack full of clothes that's all i had did you have a place set to live or no i had a i had my friend who allowed me to crash on his couch and two days later his roommates were like yo he's got to bounce even though i was on the second floor da, da, da. so i was like shit i gotta find a place to live yeah. And thankfully, I found a place. Shout out to Lindsay. Um, she really helped me out. Um, things didn't work out as, a, as a, they needed to, but I had a place. Um, and that's where I was reflecting from those moments of perseverance and persistence and overcoming. And then I started really understanding when we sold Elite Daily for $50 million, what was I doing? Why was it? Why was it so successful? And like, okay, how did I overcome my failures? How are, did I overcome my challenges? And then all of a sudden it hit me it's because I love helping people. Mm. And I love being of service and I love helping people build their dreams. Mm. And I love helping people develop into their character and challenge them and hold a mirror and ask really intense, but in, inquisitive questions about their lives. And, um, and just thinking back, I was like, holy shit, I'm a coach. Hmm. Even through my failures of companies that didn't launch and things of that nature, I had always seen the better side of this, the development. And then right. even through my journeys to East Asia, to sitting with temples, to sitting with the Buddhist monks, to praying, to like just my faith, I was developing always how to see the positive lining in this, how to guide people. But something was really, really awkward made me because about two years ago, I wanted to be a coach, but I was embarrassed of the title. You wanted to be a life coach. So what you, what you're want, currently doing. Yeah. What I'm, okay. I, I wanted to do what I'm currently doing, but I wanted to do it as an entrepreneur. Cause an entrepreneur is sexier. The story is more powerful, right? Like the, the comeback, the building, the developing, but right. But when I, what I was really doing was I was building and developing 
were my teams and my people. And I was always focusing on making them better. Mm-hmm. And how do I build my companies is by developing our teams and having one-on-one conversations. And how did I fundraise so much money because of the negotiation tactics that I knew because of personal and professional development, right? And communication and understanding emotional intelligence and understanding personalities and understanding different archetypes. And finally, I was like, holy shit, I'm a coach. Just own it. Take ownership. Um, and that's when I took ownership of it. And I, and I launched my, co- my coaching career April 27th. I let the whole world know. And believe it or not, everybody was like, oh yeah makes sense yeah dude like cool yeah you've always been you've always been the coach of our friends you know you've always every time we have conversations you make us better so yeah it's very natural damn you're like damn why didn't why didn't one of you assholes tell me that (laughs) a little bit sooner right (laughs) yeah man and that's what i love like that like i did say that i was like huh because sometimes we need to arrive and that's a that's that's a really great point that about Mm self-discovery When you when we discover things for ourselves, they're more likely to stick if than if someone else tells it. Right. Right. Because there's a there's an element of adventure, of exploration, and mm-hmm. that that aha moment is incredibly powerful to our identities mm-hmm. and to our consciousness. Right. Because like when you're able to break through something, it becomes part of you. Right. Versus if someone tells you, it becomes a a story that you heard that potentially could unlock something. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, it's funny you say that because I was always like gr- growing up, I always was pretty outspoken. I was always a decent speaker. Wasn't a great student. I was a good student. Wasn't a great student, but I loved collaboration and presentations, oddly enough, which is, you know, not something that typically kids in middle school, high school enjoy. And even in college, like, still really enjoyed it. I'd rather do that than sit and do a bunch of math problems. Cause that's, that's just not who I am. But uh, I used to have like my friend's parents and like some of my teachers be like, you know, you'd be a great salesman when you grow, get older. And I'll be like, okay, sweet. Like whatever, maybe, you know, maybe. And then literally all the way up until this past summer, when I had a sales internship, I was doing it from home. I wasn't licensed to sell insurance, so I couldn't mm-hmm. sell anything anyway. But, um, you know, I was, I started this podcast in May, I started this podcast in May at, in spite, kind of like you, I just, I would watch the news every day sitting in my house. And to be honest, I actually had, it might be a little bit selfish, but I had a ton of good come from this quarantine. I had yes. a very bad back problem that I was able to come home and get some better treatment for that I wasn't able to get while I was at school, uh, while I was at college, I found a way to make money by delivering groceries uh, through Instacart, which, you know, helped me pay off some, helped me pay off some, like my car and then like tort, like chip away at like my student loans and things like that. And, you know, got started journaling more, started reading. I, dude, I hadn't read a book since like I, I, skim through all of my college books. I haven't read a book since, I don't know, seventh grade. And then I finally picked up and I've read like three since then. But what are the books that you have read? So I read one lent to me by a friend, which is called, what was that called? Oh, 10 years a nomad, which was about a mm. guy who was really awesome. And like, you know, I'll send you all these links to these books. That was about a guy who 
you know, he had it made. He had a great job. He had good friends. Like, everything was going his way. And he just felt empty. And so he just – he went on – he and he was always, like, kind of very uh, introverted, didn't step out of his comfort zone. And this is a, this is a, it's a true story. It's a guy, Matthew – I forget his last name, but whatever. Um, he – so he saved up a bunch of money after he went on one va- – he went on one vacation – to Costa Rica, never been out of the country, never been anywhere besides like, you know, the shores of Boston, wherever he had been. And something just clicked in his mind. He was like, holy shit, where has this been my whole life? Did another one the next year, saved a bunch of money, did like two weeks in Thailand and was like, I, like, I can't get enough. I have to, like, I have to like do this. So saved up a bunch of money for like two years, finally quit his job, went, flew back to Thailand, ended up traveling the world for 10 years as a nomad, found a way to blog and make money doing all, all these other kinds of stuff. So 10 years out traveling the world, insane. Um, another one was The Boys in the Boat, which is about uh, the U.S. Olympic rowing team in the Berlin Olympics under Hitler's reign, uh, you know, their journey from is the University of Washington. So them, all these boys lumberjacks coming from nothing like out in uh you know rural washington out in the 1930s and you know how they overcame that and came to defeat and how they won their gold medal which is incredible and then now i'm reading the alchemist which i spark noted in which i spark noted in high school and i completely kicked myself so now i'm reading the alchemist and i saw your story today you know what my first thought was about that yes dude i was like you can't spark note success man I know. I well, I didn't know. I was a, I was an okay, arrogant man. asshole. I was an it's arrogant okay, asshole. Okay, it's okay, it's okay. You got to be compassionate. I mean, there's no judgment. There's yeah. no judgment here, like, man. Like, I, came, I came about it the other day, and I was like, you know what? I have heard like so many. Like, this is one of the best books ever written, and it directly relates with what I'm really interested in right now, which is just mindfulness, philosophies, you know, self awareness, like all these different things, like the journey to finding meaning in your life, all these different things. And I was like, it's funny that I came up, came over it. So I finished my other book the other day, started that one. And yeah, man, I'm really pumped to get back into that. (laughs) Yeah, brother. And I think that's a, that's a really powerful book. Um, And some of the greatest minds of our generation today, like some high achievers, they call that an event in their life. That book, they call it an event. It's so powerful wow. that people see that as an event in their lives. Hmm. So that's a really good one. That's incredible. Um, one that I would recommend, it changed my life um, in 2010. And I still have the copy handy always on my desk. And I, I can tell you it's 2010 because like literally look at the stains, look at the door, yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, it's like, yeah. Um, this book is it's called The Leader Who Had No Title uh, by Robin Sharma. And this book put me on the path that I'm in, in the path of service. And it kind of justified a lot of things that I was feeling. So if you, if you have room after The Alchemist. Always looking for more. Always looking highly for more. I highly recommend it to you and the audience out there, my man. Absolutely. Definitely going to put that in the notes too. But yeah, it's I, it's just funny you said like going back to what I was saying earlier was just you know one of my mentors who I had this summer uh, during my internship he presented to us and one of the main things he told us was 
you know, in times like these, in times like this, you either go through something or you grow through it and it's up to you. So there's all these things like there's a stigma of being an athlete at school, which I talked about in the last episode. Um, just like all these things that I started doing like here at home over quarantine are just things that I wouldn't have done or I wouldn't have had the self-awareness, wouldn't have had the time, the self-reflection to realize or even just test these things out and realize like the positive impact that they're going to have on your life. Like just really take, took, it's, take, it's taken me to a different place like in the past couple of months. What, what's one thing that you learned about yourself that you didn't know before? That we all have the power to be authentic. And as simple mm-hmm. as that may sound, I felt like in high school, I transferred from a public school to a Catholic school in high school. And I did, I felt like I didn't fit in and felt like, you know, like I don't have as much money as these, all these kids. Like I drive a minivan to school. These kids are driving Mercedes and Jeeps. And, you know, I, I learned, it it took me a while to like, to make that adjustment. And then when Mm -hmm. I went, when I went to college, even still, like I felt like, you know, I have to, try to fit in with everybody else and not step out of my comfort zone and just like stick with my clicks, stick with my realm of people and just stick to what I know, playing football, go to class, bear, you know, get by whatever. Uh, and then over quarantine, I just had these realizations and, you know, a Gary V was probably one of the guys who inspired me the most. And it was like, nobody, like nobody's going to give a fuck if you're trying to be somebody else, like, or like just literally post any, like literally just post anything, whatever's on your mind, whatever you're thinking and just be authentic. And that's what people want to see. Because when I started posting stuff on, when I started making, doing this podcast, posting clips and, and shit like that on social media, you know, I had some, like some of my close friends, like, you know, say like, what, what the hell are you doing? Or like, not really like, text me or like give much attention but there was a ton of people who i would never who i knew i know them but i you know don't have much relationship with them reach out to me and be like i really like what you're doing and i'm going through a lot of these same things that you talk about and you know i really appreciate you being authentic and being who you like trying to be who you really are and Mm. you know like this is who i really am and i felt like i kind of kept it bottled up like for a long time you know it was like I always wanted to like put out content I always want to help people and like when I say like people reach out to me and say you know I love what you're doing or like I really like I love that clip or this and that I'm not doing it to brag I'm doing this I'm doing it to show people that like it's not you don't you're not stuck with this person that like you think you're, you're not stuck being who you you are right now it's like but you you have to take the next steps like for me those next steps were, okay, I'm starting a podcast because I want to be able to talk about these experiences that I've had. And I know a lot of 21 year old kids are going through the same thing that I am. And if they can see me doing it and being my authentic and being genuinely myself, then they can go out and do that. What, like whatever they want to do, like shout out to my friend Phoebe who started 
her what thing, up, Phoebe? Phoebe. Uh, she started her own thing called Sunset Talk, where okay. she lives on the beach in Ocean City, New Jersey. And every night, every other night, sits there in front of this beautiful sunset, and she just talks about what's going on in her life and you know the things that she's dealing with, the things that she's overcome, all these different things. And it literally just made my heart so warm to see that like I could make an impact on someone, you know, like give her all the credit in the world for doing that. But like, just like one person, like somebody can, I connected with somebody who then like, I start putting out stuff. I connect with someone else. They connect with someone else. And it just becomes this web of awesomeness and like just mindfulness and just really makes me happy to see people coming together in a time like this. Brother, you're an incredibly self-aware and super authentic. And, you know, Gary Vee has helped shape. Mind you, I don't agree with it. most of uh, Gary, but, like, there are snippets that I do appreciate. Agree. I don't agree with um, everything, but there are th- – being authentic is definitely – but definitely on there, man. And I was so lost when I was 21. And the only reason why I knew that I was lost is because looking back at it, I was lost. (laughs) I didn't know it at the moment, Mm -hmm. but the things that you're doing, Dom, like this podcast, look at the platform. You and I would not be able to connect in the way that we're connecting and chatting about it. Um, And this brings up, uh, you bring a very singular niche focus, which is the student athlete. You know, my brother grew up as a baseball player, played, uh, I think D2 or D3 in Limestone College. So I know the sacrifices that you guys make, the running, the coaching, the, the classes, the, 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 the effects on your body and like making sure that it's having fun and blowing steam off and being completely at a certain level of responsibility that most college students don't have. So that pressure is there. And you know, the authenticity, man, that's the only thing that really compounds in life. Because the people who, who get you and understand you will want to continue to get with you. And the people who don't fuck with you or mess with you in that capacity, authenticity repels them. Mm. So it's kind of like you're doing it in a, in a good capacity. It's just at times it can feel lonely. Mm. You know, like a question, am I doing the right thing? Mm. You know, is it like, am I working at the right thing? Is this ever going to pay off, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I love about my, my, my spiritual practices is that it's called practice, bro. Mm. You can't perform authenticity. Mm. You can only practice it. I like how you said uh, spiritual there too and not religious. I took a class this spring, which I really got an idea of the difference between being religious and being spiritual. So you know, like you said, like, it's just like a higher power that brings you inner peace. Like, and that's like what spirituality is. Whereas religion, there's kind of like this strict doctrine of there's dogma, right? There's like you, if then statements, you have to do this, stay in line, da da da. Spirituality for me is really about balancing between your the objective truth and your relative truth and how you're perceived into the world. It's kind of like, I will attend it to like a camera. There's a, there's a camera lens. The objective truth is the wide angle, right? And you get to see that we're all part of one. Yeah. Right. But then there's the, the focus, 
that allows you to focus on a specific to make things bigger than they actually may seem or something along those lines. And that's your, that's the relative truth. That's the truth that is only true to you. Right. And um, I don't believe that there is an objective truth. I just see that there is complexity in truth. And the more, the more we experience the world, the more complex it gets. And then finally you get to, again, to the place of knowing that there's only one. Yeah. All right. So when you focus too too small on something, there's only one. But if you zoom out too much, mm. you're only one. Taking that zoom, mm. you can't skip it. Right. You're gonna have to grow through that. You're gonna have to grow, and you're growing through it at 21. I wish I was, I was as enlightened and as like self-aware as you were at 21. Um, and I love the practices that you're taking on. And I think it's important for people especially at 21, especially in today's age, to know that they're not alone. There's so many times where we feel in an age of Instagram, TikTok, that there's these images that we have to live up to or these filters and these ideals of like the highlight reels, right? Like athletes get it. There's always the highlight reel, but no one sees you practicing the same shot or the same pitch or the same swing a thousand times yeah and so what i love it is that we're now celebrating the equalizing of the practice like okay cool like show me your practice reel that's great bro you got the home run cool cool I like to see, you know, the behind the scenes, mm. the sweat. And I think that that's been incredibly desynthesized and it's become normalizing in a great way, man. Right. Like five years ago, it was all about hustle culture. Mm-hmm. Dude, 2013 to 2015, it was like, yo, if you're not working weekends, you're not doing shit. If you're not putting in 20 hour work days and if you're not at every networking event and if your Twitter's not blowing up, if your shit's not doing things, Bro, I was part of that and I lived that, hmm. you know, just like how go, go, go. Yes, there is the rewards of working, but vulnerability was really challenging. Yeah. You know, um, and so to that point, man, when you're vulnerable and authentic is where, where opportunities show up mm-hmm. because you have clarity. You're not hiding from the world. You're not portraying yourself to be someone you're not. And when you're able to really express yourself fully authentically in a way that represents to who you are at that moment that's where miracles happen that's where you're able to ask for help that's where people are willing to give you help this is where guys like i reached out to dom and told him i wanted to be on his podcast because of how authentic and how vulnerable he is he didn't even reach out to me i was like yo this guy's real I want to be on this podcast. And I said, fuck yeah, I know exactly who you are. I've seen your content. Let's fucking do it. Why didn't I reach out to you earlier? But I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, brother. And so just continue being that and practicing that because that's going to take you a long way. And it's about showing up every day with a vision that's true to your heart. And Connecting with your heart is an incredibly important aspect. People call it intuition. Other people call it the heart. Some people call it the truth. But it's that thing that makes you come alive here where it feels wide open. And 
to give you a physiology or bio biology test here, the heart is the first organ that is produced as we're, when we're a fetus. It's the thing that we know would come alive. It's the only organ that actually has an electromagnetic field. It's actually energy has charged up. The brain, on the other hand, doesn't get fully developed until you're actually outside the womb 13 years later. <laughs> you know, like it's actually Crazy. one of the last organs to actually be developed, but your heart is always pumping and only growing stronger. It doesn't need to be developed, it just grows stronger. Okay. And one of the comparisons that I can give you is that your, your heart can live without the brain, but your brain can't live without the heart. Hmm. If you end up going into a coma and you end up being brain dead, quote unquote, God forbid, of a person, your heart's yeah. still pumping. Right. Right. It flows out. Boom, boom, boom. But if your heart stops pumping, your brain... Right. It's knocked out. So why did I bring that up? It's because so many of us at a young age try to logically solve for everything. Mm. We want to rationalize things. We want to make sure it makes logical sense. And a lot of us from the ages of like 20 to 25, maybe 26, we're looking at external factors for a source of validation or confirmation that our choices are right. And some of us, uh, I would call these things vanity metrics. Okay. That's Monet in the background. <laughs> That's my dog. Shout out to Monet. Shout out Super Monet. Excited. Um, and these vanity metrics sometimes make us go down the wrong roads at the right time. Or the, or the, or the wrong roads at the right time too. Or the, yeah. you know, vice versa. Uh -huh. And what I will call to say to you guys, whoever's listening to your audience, your podcast, even to you, brother, is when there's a tingle in your heart, when there's a tingle in your gut, sit with it. Don't ask why it's coming up. Just ask what is coming up to really understand what your body's trying to tell you. Your body's an incredibly intuitive machine. Have you ever walked into someone's house and immediately you're like, oh, I feel at home, vibey. Yeah, 100%. awesome, right? Yeah. I, you can almost even walk to the fridge yourself to help yeah, yourself, yeah. right? Have you ever walked into a place, a party or a situation where you're like, yo, mm, kind of tense up a little bit. You yep. see, like you raising your eyebrow right there. You're like, yeah, you know, too many times, too many times. <laughs> that's your intuition. Yeah. That's your heart. Hmm. That's the vibes, right? Like people call it vibes. Some other people call it energy. Some people call it the passion, like the purpose, right? Like that, that's, yeah. that's there, that's real. So listen to that. Right. I, I, if, I had, if, I had to see, if I had to interview myself at 21 and knowing what I know today, I would give myself the following advice. Continue to lead on God. Trust your intuition. And communicate your needs. Hmm. Don't people please. 
like really communicate your needs in a, in a way that is safe for you and safe for others. Um, and that would save me a lot of time. That was incredible. That was powerful, man. Like just that moment right there. I just felt that like, you know, your dog was quiet. My whole house was quiet. <laughs> and you know, you said those three things and they're all things that resonate with me daily. And you know, I'm going to write that down and I'm going to clip this because that is incredible stuff, man. Cause I think, and I appreciate, I appreciate all the comments you give me, you know, like you said, I'm intuitive, you know, I'm doing good things when I'm 21, to be honest with you every day, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? What am I put on this earth to do? Like, I don't like to waste. I don't like, to, not that I don't like to do things. Not that I don't like to do things that I don't enjoy because being uncomfortable and doing uncomfortable things are how we learn and grow. But if I like see something and I don't think it's going to bring me any sort of value or any sort of like better intuition, like I'm just very quick and like stubborn to be like, I don't want to do that. Like I hadn't, you know, I'm, but again, like I, some, some days I, I feel lost, even though I've made strides, I still feel like, you know, I don't know where to go, but then I have to remind myself, you know, just keep putting yourself out there, keep reaching out to people, keep learning from others, keep reading, keep learning. And those are the kind of things that have helped me kind of make, make steps as a person more, more so just over the past six, seven, eight months, because I wasn't doing shit before that. I was just, you know, riding riding the free train so yeah that's beautiful brother and that's a great reflection and two things man i have good news and bad news please (laughs) the good news is that it never changes the bad news is that that never changes right yeah but it's about you said it's about showing up consistently yeah, there's a there's a quote that I really love. I don't know who's it attributed to, but it says, "I'll I'll look it up really quickly. Give me a second, guys. Yeah, no, okay. I don't want I don't want to butcher it. I want to make sure that it's done correctly. <laughs> no worries. It's, it's this this is a quote that I really resonate with in my life, and it's helped me build. You know, it's helped me build, and building is important. Creating, developing. Uh, creating value in ways that other people don't and just authenticity in itself is value creation just as just so you know so the quote goes like this of course there's nothing necessarily impressive about laying a brick it's not a fantastic amount of work it's not a grand feat of strength or stamina or intelligence no one is going to applaud you for it But laying a brick every day, year after year, that's how you build an empire. That, that's pretty, that's real shit. My, one of my friends, he just actually posted about that the other day. He's taught me a lot. My friend Miles, he's taught me a lot and he's gotten big into investing. And his thing the other day was, you know, I'm going to retire early and, you know, do what I want, but I'm going to do that brick by brick. So when you said 
when you said that quote, I just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of nodded and agreed, like it's real shit. Yeah, man, there's some fundamental truths that we can't ignore, right? And what I would, anyone listening in that would like to, with the way I, I do my coaching with my clients is that I ask them, what's their what and what's their why? Hmm. Right? Just like, what is your what? For me, my what is to be of service to God and to others. Hmm. So service is my purpose. Coaching is my calling. Gotcha. Boom. Right? That's my what. And you can remember that like that's you can remind yourself like that like you know you feel lost right on the wall see that it's great Boom. and like i do have it right in my wall i have a whiteboard i have it right yeah i gotta do that man i gotta <laughs> yeah and then the other thing is that my why is because i'm that's my gift mm-hmm. it's my why why because i want to see people better than they are when they come against me I want to help them develop into who they become. I want to help people build their dreams. I want to help people grow. And in growing, I grow too. Yeah. And because there's there's not enough cheerleaders in the world. (laughs) People call me the hype man. And I'm like, bro, yeah. Like, I love your energy. I'm like, yes, because we need this more in the world. Yeah, hell yeah. But you don't see me concerned with how I'm going to do that. Because that's when we have to learn how to let go. That's how we got to show up and just address things in the present moment. Hmm. That's where we take it in day by day, brother. And I think you're doing a great job and create moments in serendipity. This is what you're doing. Create moments of opportunity for others to shine their work and they'll help you shine yours. Hmm. And you're an incredible storyteller. You're an incredible salesman. And bro, like that's going to take you further than anything. I think Steve Jobs had a quote that the most important person at a company is a storyteller. Mm. Most people don't know how to tell stories, right? Yeah. Most people don't even know how to express what they do for a living outside of their title. And like your friend Miles, he's got his what and he's got his why. Guaranteed. He's, that yeah. man is probably laser focused and like he's probably lives the fire lifestyle, right? Mm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He's a big fire guy. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm talking about? Like I, I can already tell. Yeah, right. And yeah. he's like, no problem. I'll wear the same outfit for the rest of my life. No yeah. problem. I'll go get my $10 haircuts. No problem. Yeah. Cause for him, it's not a sacrifice. Right. You see, like for him, there's no sacrifice. There's a purpose behind it. There's the what, and there's the why. Exactly. So it, we only suffer mm-hmm. when there isn't purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is a great book by uh, Victor Franklin. Uh, Victor Frankl, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, highly recommended. This man was uh, a behavioral psychologist who was locked up in Auschwitz during the Holocaust. Mm. And he found out through researching and acknowledging other people is that the people who had a purpose were able to overcome the challenges of being locked up or going into it and they lived longer and they lived through everything and they were able to manifest their reality to live this through, whether it was, Hey, I'm going to live this. So the next generation never has to live this through, or I'm going to live this through. Cause I want to tell the world what happened, right? Like there's a, there's a what, and there's the why. And I highly recommend that book, man search for meaning Victor Frankl. 100%. And that man pain, as you know, in training, as an athlete, what they tell you, pain's gonna happen. Mm. 
pain is mandatory in life. There's always going to be pain, yep. but suffering is optional. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I love living sore. Mm, yeah. Dude. Like it might, if I'm not sore, I'm like, yo, there's something wrong. Means you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Dude. The other day I was in Canada finishing out and I've been too comfortable. My body had been too comfortable. I had doing the maintenance, right? 50 pushups, 50 setups, 50, everything every day, but I wasn't pushing it. I was just maintaining. Mm-hmm. And then one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? Let me go for a run. Mm-hmm. And as I'm running, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a six miler. I ended up running 10 miles Damn. just because I was like, yo, I hadn't run in like eight months. And I was like, you know what? I need to get uncomfortable. Right. I need to make sure I need to push my body and remind myself that where I thrive the most, it's where we're uncomfortable. And that's where the most growth happens. And Absolutely. you're an epitome of that, man. Like, dude, after this recording, we're going to chat. I'm going to, I want to introduce you to a few friends at startups. I want to make sure that you you also get helped out. People like you, I know my buddy Misha will probably love getting to know you. Oh, wow. um, but awesome. Bro, like you said it, man, you just the way you said it, you're like Instacart. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to push groceries. I'm going to, cause you have this attitude that I love my brother and I have this, this little thing between my brother and I, and anytime we ask, we call our, we call each other. And you're like, what are you doing? And the answer is whatever it takes. I love that. I love that. And you're, you are the representation of that, man. I appreciate um, that. I'm working, man. I'm work. I'm, I'm not, I'm not anywhere yet, but I'm, I'm on the journey. I'm on the journey. Dude, we never, let me tell you something. We never arrive. When you think you've arrived, you're not there. When you think you got it, you lost it. Yeah. It's the paradox of life, bro. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. That's incredible. I think that's a great place to end. I mean, dude, we could, we could talk for literally probably four hours on here. <laughs> I, you know, I'd love to have you on another time, but for sure, man. I think that's a good place to end right there. So just want to really thank you for coming on today. This was incredibly insightful episode i think i have taken so much away from it i'm really excited to go write write about it after this but i think a lot of people are going to take a lot of things away from this um going to drop a lot of awesome shit in the episode notes alejandro super super grateful that you're on um, thank you for having me my man i really appreciate you brother absolutely can't wait to talk again bro cheers my man absolutely <laughs>